Hey, it's Corey Heppola. I have a house. I also want to make sure that that house does not flood this spring. But what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? Hey, let's build it on Radio.com with Corey Heppola. And from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. Andy, I would assume that this is an issue that you see every spring. Floods in houses. Yeah, every spring or anytime we get those torrential rains, this is usually the next day I'm getting phone calls with people that are dealing with water in their basement. I'm telling you, man, it's a... It's never a fun thing for, even if I'm getting hired to do the work, it's not something that we enjoy doing because yeah. what, what people have to go through with tearing out carpet and how expensive it can be, it's just, it's not a fun thing. And I think there's some things you can do on the front end to really avoid it. Disrupts your life. Okay. So what can you do to prevent this sort of thing from happening? Well, the first thing I do is, is make sure you have a properly functioning gutter system and that your landscaping on the outside is actually conducive for water leaving your yard or getting away from your house. There's just so many designs and architects, God bless you out there, but sometimes you guys make houses where the entire roof line dumps water down in one area. And if that one area goes sideways, that one area can lead to hundreds and even thousands of dollars worth of worth of water damage. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to, I want to make sure this doesn't happen at my place. Mm-hmm. And is there anything even this winter I should be aware of or, or just be on alert for? Yes. If you don't have, if you haven't looked at your gutters recently, I would get up there and make sure that they are free of debris. If they haven't been cleaned out anytime soon, I would get make get up there and make sure that they are cleaned out. And in the wintertime, a lot of times, so your downspouts, which are underneath the overhang, don't maybe get as much sun as the, the rest of the, the house. So they're the last thing to unthaw. If you get rains... There's a good chance that water might fill up in your gutter and then just start to overflow. So when you say downspout, is that like the plastic thing that's on the that yeah. hangs from the and then it shoots out the bottom yeah. of your house? Is that what that is? Exactly. Most of them are made out of uh, aluminum now, and they're usually either two inches by three inches or three inches by four inches. And another thing is like how they drain away from your house. Make sure that the downspout extensions that came in the yard didn't get kicked out or ran over in the winter time. A lot of times they get covered with snow, and somebody's walking around the outside of your house and, and steps on it. So that's going to make sure that the water doesn't flow out of there. The way it should be. So you spend all this money on a brand new gutter system and you still have water draining next to your home. What would you have in the gutters that would potentially cause water damage? Would it be like leaves from the fall? Would it be ice? Would it? What would be in there? Yeah, uh, it can be leaves from the fall, just ice, tennis balls I've, I've seen in gutters. Um, I did get a call once from, from a customer that said, hey, those brand new gutters you put on me on my house are clogged. I'm like, there's no way. We were just out there last week, and I personally had installed this one myself. Like, there's just no way. And we got there, and I found a trash bag wrapped up in wire stuffed into his downspout. And it turns out uh, here here was, uh, he was bragging about his brand new gutters, and that he's never going to have to clean them again because I got the leaf guard on my house. And, and his brother-in-law thought he'd play a joke on him, put that trash bag in there, and then it overflowed. And uh, so we played a joke on the brother-in-law and sent him a five th- a fake $5,000 service bill for coming out and having to unclog his gutters. But I found Frisbees in there, kids' toys, tennis balls. You name it, we found it in gutter systems, clogging it up. Just check them out once a year to make sure that they're free-flowing. All right. So you talked about landscaping as mm-hmm. well. Is there anything about that that I should be aware of? We've got like the, the rocks around the house. We've got, what are the, the plants? The the plants they come back you can you can't even kill them with an atom bomb like oh they, like uh, the arborvita um, the 
Hostas. Hostas. You know, like I got those, I got the rocks, I got the hostas, I've got the daylilies. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but like, I mean, does that mean anything? Does that affect anything? The plants, no. Um, outside of sometimes the plants that we plant around our house get a little bit too big and they start to rub against your house and those can cause issues. So hostas, definitely not going to happen. Some of the evergreen options and arbovita, if they're not trimmed on a regular basis, can run into those issues. But when it comes to water management, landscaping around your house to make sure that it's not Sometimes when people do things themselves, they're not thinking about where water's going to go and they might actually make landscaping that points back at the house. So mm -hmm. if you do have snow melt, all that snow is melting and then getting down your foundation, and you're really relying on a on a sub-pump system. And I think the, the best way to do is just make sure water's not coming near your house anyways. Is there... Is there sometimes where it's just unavoidable? Like it's just going to happen. Your house will flood. Or is it always, can it always be prevented? Sometimes it is unavoidable, but, but only in this instance. Even with a, a really good sub-pump system, if you have, uh, if the water table starts to come up and we're in one of those areas where we've had a lot of flooding or a lot of rains, the hydrostatic pressure, what I mean is water's not coming in your walls because your landscaping is getting away, but the, it's coming up from the floor. It'll actually come up through the concrete in the middle of a floor, and that, that's just the pressure taking hold. Now, one way to get rid of that would be a better sub-pump system or a drain tile system but even then it's that's hard to maybe avoid and it might not be covered by your insurance company and in fact chances are it's it's not going to be outside of a burst pipe most water damage in basements is not covered oh we had to learn about our home insurance policy hey here's health so i don't know that this was avoidable because we have a our washer and dryer, and mm -hmm. it's upstairs. Yep. So it's upstairs, it's in the room. All our bedrooms are upstairs, and then there's another room with our washer and dryer. We really like that spot because we do all the clothes there. We can just, we don't have to bring them up and down. But our washer was recalled, and they said, but it was only like a certain little part. It was a little part. They could come and fix it, no problem. They came and did that. All of a sudden, this was like four years ago, all of a sudden, my wife and I, now we've got three kids, five and under, and at this time, they were all under three. Mm -hmm. They're all 17 months apart. They were at Nana and Papa's for like three or four days. We were so pumped. We're going to be alone with just us two. We get home. We're like from our day away. We're going to do some laundry for the week. We do laundry. We hear this loud noise coming upstairs from the washer. All of a sudden, Camille's like, hurry, hurry. I run up there and water is going everywhere in the house on that floor. Mm -hmm. And the washer... I don't know what happened, but the water came out the fr out the top end, and the, the top had blown off, and so there's water everywhere. And I, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, do I do I get towels? Do I try? I mean, I try to stop the thing, but there's already so much water there. So thankfully, Camille, she's like, we got to call a flood person. We got to call a flood person inside the house. She googles it, finds a flood person. This guy is like, he's there in like a half hour mm -hmm. and super intense, great at what he does. And my heart just sank because we, we have a new house, a newer yeah. house. And he runs and he's like, oh, man, it's a big time. He starts ripping off the side and the siding and all that. And my heart's just like, oh, no, our house. Mm -hmm. But um, we had to learn about what's in the home insurance policy, the home, what is it? The home, yeah, the home insurance policy because, well, would this be covered? And who is yeah. at fault? And how'd that work out for you? We ended up, yeah, we ended up, they, they, it was covered because yeah. of we had the recall. If we had not called on the recall, we would have been in, in big time trouble. But they're like, wait, you did everything right and there's still a malfunction. It is, it's a washer and dryer. The company, I think, is GE and they 
sent us a new one and everything was paid for. I wish more stories ended that way where, where, where people, insurance company actually paid for stuff. But outside of a burst pipe and you hit the nail on the head, if you if they can find a way to fault you, hey, you didn't maintain this, so we're not going to cover it. I, I've heard that before. Or because you didn't sign this rider or whatever the case may be, it's not, not going to be covered. The way most insurance policies are written, it's written in a way that it protects the insurance company on, on most everything. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, we didn't know what was in it. I know it's sort of in it now, mm-hmm. but should we be more versed in this? Like to know like, A, who we're with? Yeah. And then like what what, what would be in it and what what it would cover? Absolutely. I, I In my line of work, we, we deal with this on a regular basis where storm damage, trees fall on houses, hailstorms happen um, on, it seems like more and more frequency. Uh, so we're, we're dealing with people that just seem to be in battles with their insurance company all the time. And when when catastrophic happen, stuff happens, it's pretty rare for me to find uh, somebody that says, I just love my insurance company and I love the experience. I love going through it's this. It's a lot of calls. It's a lot of phone calls. A lot and, of paperwork. And, and, and put it this way, the, the adjuster is working for the insurance company. Now, that doesn't mean that they're they're not going to do things the right way. I really do think that adjusters, for the most part, are are good people and are trying to do right by the homeowner. They They understand what you're going through, but they also seems like half their claims are frivolous, that they're dealing with people that are lying to them or making stuff up or storm chasing contractors are not the the highest quality individuals some of the time that they have to work with and they get yelled at all the time. And people are, you know, you're dealing with people sometimes on the worst day that they've had all year. And that can be, that can be start to drain on you. So do some things up front. Ask your insurance agent, one, know who your insurance agent is. If you don't have an insurance agent, somebody that you can rely on, that's going to return your phone calls, that you can maybe text when bad stuff happens, get one. It's not that hard to find a good insurance agent in almost any major market in the country. One of the things that I I do know, and this is advice I, I give all my friends and family, and I probably shouldn't say this because I work with these big insurance companies on a variety of things all the time. Because the reason why they're big, they, they insure the majority of the people. But because you insure the majority of the people, they also know how to limit their losses better than others. And maybe they don't need to rely so much on customer service as what some of the other ones are. And what I what I tell people is if you can sing their jingle or you've seen their commercial on TV, you probably don't want them to insure your home. Yeah. I've been thinking about switching just because the guy that's been primarily linked to the one that we're with is yep. a Packer. And I don't know that I can do that anymore with State Farm, you know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, um, I I can very well see that, and I'm telling you, I again, if you can see there, if you can recall their name off the top of your head, I, I I would look at other ways. And when I talk to people that have really good experiences, these are people that are dealing with like an independent insurance agent, and this is a guy that has the ability to look at. 15 to 20 different insurance companies to help you Mm. on your exact situation. And these guys seem to know, guys and gals seem to know more about the actual process. And when you know, get in with your agent and you really start to know your agent and he becomes part of your friend. And this is somebody that you're going to rely on. They're insuring what is more than likely the biggest investment of your life. The vast majority of us, our homes are going to be the biggest investments of our lives or the biggest purchase of our life. So picking your insurance company willy nilly is not a recipe 
recipe for success. And you need to ask them, what happens in a flood? What happens in a hailstorm? How am I covered? What are the match laws? What are some of the things that I would have to go through? And and then, you know, we, we've talked before in other episodes of having those pictures ready. Not only have those pictures ready, I would have a home insurance file. Everything that I've put in my home, any contractor I've hired, any damage I've ever had, any picture I've yeah. ever taken. So if you do get into a big storm... And the catastrophe team has to show up. I would. Uh, you're going to have all your ducks in a row. So we have a folder designated just for State Farm, right? Okay. It's a yeah. folder. So there's. In fact, I think I just got some literature last night that's like homeowner insurance. You know, whatever else we'd have with cars and stuff like that too, because it's all all in one. I think like the big companies like that. The, to their credit, one thing that they do do is that if you are with them in a number of different things, they give you deals, deals on. And- on for being with with them and everything. But what I do is I get the thing and I don't have time every time it comes in. There's a lot of it. I just stuff it in a folder and I should probably be more versed on what's in it. But I just also know that if something happens, I'm like, I got their number in my phone and I just got to call them. Yeah. And if you, when you have that relationship, that might be all you need. But I'm telling you, say 2017, giant hailstorm came through the Twin Cities. Catastrophe teams. Now there's like the big companies come in with drones and they fly your neighborhood and look for damage that way. There's there's computer technology that picks out hail dings from the air and can actually go through and, and tell people. And, and Well, uh, you kind of mentioned too about these, you mentioned about these storm chasers. Yeah. We slid by it a little bit, but do we have to, I mean, are there, are there people that just... They just hear storms are coming to an area yeah. and, okay, we're going to show up the next day. And, and who are these people? I'm not a negative person by, 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 by nature, but what I tell, I tell my customers and friends and family that if I run into somebody that had a really bad experience on a home improvement project, chances are it was somebody that went with somebody that just knocked on their door. Yeah, It wasn't somebody that they called to their home. It wasn't somebody that they've researched. It wasn't somebody that they knew from friends and family. Um, it was somebody that knocked on their door. And when, when these storms happen, they're needed, to be quite honest with you, because all of a sudden, like right now in, the, in most markets, every good contractor is booked up for two months. Mm-hmm. And a storm happens, some of the stuff needs to happen right away. There's no way the, the, the contractors that are here right now can deal with all these storms. The, the adjusters that work for the insurance company that are local in each market can't deal with a big storm when it comes in. So the adjusters, so say you're in Minnesota and all of a sudden you have 800,000 homes hit or damaged because of a, of a, of a storm. They're going to get adjusters from all over the country to come in here. And there's some education that usually needs to happen because the way we do roofs in Minnesota is not the way that they do roofs in Texas or Florida. Mm, There's mm-hmm. different rules, and we have to worry about polar vortexes and snow and ice buildup and a whole variety of things. Where in an area of the world that can be 40 below or 110 degrees, you have to take into consideration the type of materials that are used. And so if they're used to southern roofs and up here in the northern roofs, they can talk about if you settle on a claim, that you might be a few thousand dollars short of what you actually have to spend to do it the right way. So do you, I mean, should we just have, because I, I know what it's like, death, taxes, day after a storm, these people are knocking on my door, Yeah. right? I mean, it, it's inevitable. Do I have to watch out for them? Are they okay? Are they, I mean, do they have your best interest or is it just, we're here for a quick buck? They're, I think you're, the latter is probably more right than, than any of the other ones. Are there some guys that do good work? Absolutely. Are there some, some, some gals out there that are, that are coming with the storm that, that are going to have the customer's best interest at, at heart? For sure. But the majority of them know. And when it comes to your home, put it this way, say you got an injury. 
and you somebody that was a doctor or says they're a doctor happened to be next door or right when they see this injury happen and be like, you know what? I'm an expert at this. I can take care of this. And what we're going to do is we're actually just come with me. I'm going to put you on the operating table right now and get this done. And you don't know who they are. You haven't done their research. You don't you don't know what doctor this is. He might be lying to you. This, this analogy is getting away from me a little bit here, Corey. But when, when it comes to your home, I think we need to do just as much research on the contractors that we pick as much research and and get that comfort level with with the doctors that we choose to work on our bodies. Mm-hmm. If we if we do that on the front end, we're we're going to be that much better off because there's lots of really good contractors no. out there. I'm not saying the I'm the only good guy doing this out there. There's there's a ton of them and in in our market the Twin Cities here, there really is. We have some really good craftsmen mm-hmm. in our area that if if you buy local and be patient, is probably the number one set of advice I can get people because they just want it over with. Yeah. I want it done. done I don't want today. to deal with it anymore. Let's go. Let's do it. And then you rush through it and bad stuff happens. So just be patient, be local. And if you don't know who your insurance, who you're buying your insurance from, you need to find that out and you need to have the conversations on the front end to know what's covered. That's good advice. How about this? Hey, here's a pointer. What I thought of when, when we're talking about this show is what's a piece of advice I can give somebody that has an insurance claim? And one thing that we know is adjusters, for the most part, don't like meeting with contractors. They seem to not get along more often than not. Mm. I, like, I pride myself in my relationships with adjusters because we're not going to lie. I don't have to make up work. We're pretty likable people. We like to get along with people. But my guys know that if the adjuster says that he's going to be there at 10 a.m., chances are he's really going to be there at 9.30 and his goal is to be out of there by 10 a.m. before the contractor shows up. So if the adjuster says he's going to be there at 10 a.m., ask your contractor to get there at 9.30 and wait. And that's what we do just to make sure that we can handle all of the questions up front. We can make sure that we're all on the same page. And my goal is to make it the smoothest process possible for the customer. So we're on to your tricks, Mr. Adjuster. Half hour early. Half hour early. Thanks, Andy. All right. <laughs>